2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the rainy district of Columbia. Rainy, rainy. I mean, it is gross outside. Good morning, Brian. How what do you up, do? What up, Jay? So where
4: are you located today, dog? Uh I'm at home. Okay, cool. I'm happy for you, because I did not want you to be out in the parking lot so much.
3: Yeah, it'd be a tough day for the parking lot. No, so I'm on a, uh, a 5 o'clock flight to the West Coast for this game, and um, you'll be stunned to know that I'm not packed. I really haven't gotten anything put together yet, so I needed to be from home today, and with this weather, I might try to move my flight up, and blah blah blah. So, working working from the house today. How are you,
4: man? I'm good. So what the weather, I think supposed to be hitting Dal- from Dallas a little bit up, right? So here's my <laughs> we had a giant discussion
3: about this me and a bunch of other people on the commander's beat that were flying out to a California. San
4: Francisco Giant or New York Giant discussion.
3: Um I suppose the San Francisco Giant for this week, <laughs> right?
4: Yeah, there you go.
3: Um and basically, it, listen, we know we have people that listen all over the country and, hell, on the podcast all over the world. But, like, so anybody that's going to be severely impacted by this storm, like, please, you know, get your bread and your water, lock, lock the door, and stay warm, right? But by all accounts, this storm is just going to impact the middle of the country.
4: DC area,
3: okay. <laughs> Good thing I didn't uh, say what I was about. You're to say, flying from the DC
4: area to San Fran, so that's how right. I, was, I was looking at that because I I was told by some people in uh, Dallas that it's supposed to be hitting like down through there and come right. up a little bit, but I don't think it's going to go from the Gulf Coast all the way up to the, the Canadian border. Well, dude, here's my thing:
3: is I'm flying from DC to San Fran, Dallas yeah. to San Fran, yeah. Like. And maybe this is overly simple or even downright stupid. I understand that that's possible. But don't we just get up in the air and fly over all that stuff and then land on the other side?
4: Well, you would think so, but some of these planes aren't made to go to certain heights. They go to a certain level, and that's where they operate at. Uh, but, I, if but, I was
3: flying from here to Boston or, or here to Atlanta, I they, would agree with that. Fly but if you're around. going
4: coast to coast, that's a big plane. Yeah, but I don't think they all get up to – it's depending on that storm. Are they going to be – well, normally – I've been in many planes. I'm above the clouds, so – but you don't know when they – whatever they – what do they call this? Some type of – what's the name of it?
3: What do they call what? The
4: storm that's supposed to be hitting.
3: Oh, it's like a bomb cyclone polar so, yeah, vortex so I, or something. I don't
4: know what type of effect that has, you know, with the clouds and all these type of things. So yeah, but I, I was that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking like you flying a San Fran, they can fly around it or whatever. So I didn't think that it's gonna be affecting all the way from the Gulf, all the way up to the Canadian border, where you can't just fly around it. That's what I was thinking I, I, the whole time. I,
3: I mean that's a big plot of land. From Hell I mean that's yeah. almost as long as the drive you made to go to your workout with Saskatchewan. Man, you mean when you the, drove you mean from the, Lafayette the, the, to Shreveport, Louisiana? The, the
4: assumption that you in Landfill made. <laughs> I never said I drove to Saskatchewan Landfill, can you help me out? He said he had to drive north I for a workout. I with Saskatchewan. North. Okay, let me ask you a question. I say I didn't say in Saskatchewan. <laughs> I say for Saskatchewan. And if I'm driving from Lafayette to to uh, Shreveport. That's driving up north.
5: I think he actually said he had to drive all the way up there, which kind of implies that it was a a far distance, not within Louisiana. All
4: the way up. It certainly
3: doesn't imply that he drove to Shreveport.
4: It implies that because people from south Louisiana don't like going to north Louisiana. (laughs) All you got to do is go down there with me for one week, and I'll take you both spots, and then you'll come back and say, I understand exactly what he was saying.
3: All right, one one day we will spend a week driving from Lafayette to Shreveport. And we're going to um, eat along the way. That I will enjoy. So, listen, I've been – you know me, i I'm not the type of person that checks much. Like, the flight is the flight, and I'm just going to show up and, and get on, on man.
4: it. Hold on, Hold on, hold on. I just look at this uh, text, rate. I never said I was older than gambling.
6: <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Landfill, explain see, that.
4: You see how stuff always just pops up. It just goes – it takes its own life. Landfill – Yeah. Uh, I got to stop looking at this thing more often because we, we'll, be, we'll be through the end of the damn day and all of a sudden I'll be sitting up here accused of many of things.
3: What did he say, Lanville?
4: He was saying
5: that uh, like gambling didn't exist when he was a kid, which is just not true. It's been around I never, forever.
4: I never said gambling didn't exist. I said there are things that did not exist when I was a kid. Right, and one of the examples the you
5: gave was gambling. No. And the other one was electric cars, which have been around since the
3: 1880s. Not like they are today. Electric cars have been around since the 1880s. Yeah,
4: yeah I guarantee electric car in the 1880s went two miles. I think
5: gas-powered cars in the 1880s only went two miles.
3: <laughs> I don't think they really had cars in the 1880s, dude.
4: I think they, they did. They did. It, they it, had, like, railroad cars. No, they had a car by... Ver- somebody in Germany, I was laughing. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> was German that manufacturer? Again? Ver- <laughs> right, 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 I, I think it was Mercedes. <laughs> Mercedes, but whatever it was... They've had them. Landfield proved it to me right there. But they, they're they not like the Teslas. I guarantee you that. Or, or the I, Lucids. The,
3: the thing I'll say about B, like to B's point about gambling, sports gambling in the last five years, or, or ever since that Supreme Court case, I, I mean, sports gambling has dramatically changed. Yeah, but like, you it know what? Be- that was
4: actually sports gambling when they had the uh, – what, what, what is it called? Who was fighting the lion? The Greek or the Romans? Uh, in the Colosseum? In the yeah. Colosseum, I guarantee they, they were gambling on it. Dude. Betting them shillings. Oh, hey man, you betting <laughs> shillings. shillings and whatever <laughs> shillings. But I guarantee you, people were putting a little wager on. I think the lion gonna eat him up. Nah, man, uh, this dude gonna listen, kill the lion. I think the world's oldest
3: profession is prostitution. I think the world's second oldest profession is gambling. Like people been doing this stuff
4: a long time. <laughs> but it's yeah, come I, I noticed that was your response on this damn text thread. Uh, well, I mean, well, the, and, all I'm saying. And people have it, always <laughs> been gambling.
3: I've, I've been gambling since I was 15. But it's now like so public and out in the open. It used to be. Hey, don't I say remember it out loud, kid, man, Your
4: daughters might be listening. But anyway, I, hey, I since, you, hey, since you since you said gambling and prostitution, let me just say I had a friend of mine, several friends of mine, call and say JP is crazy, and tell him thank you for letting us know we're gonna live forever. <laughs> I'm here to help because they to all help. they all say, but they were they were understanding my point from yesterday. Is it just being horny, or is it getting <laughs> the the whole base? Because just being horny, they say ain't that damn good for you. Hey,
3: landfill th- that story really seemed to resonate with Brian. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yes, no, I mean,
4: there's dude, a fairly dude, obvious reason why I was driving well. in just now, and I got a call. Mark, Mark hit me, said, "Man, tell JB." I said, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Mark. um I said. So, which one are you on? What side are you on, Mark? He said, "I understand your point." He said, "Cause just being horny ain't a good thing."
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know how to transition here. Um, um I, I wanted to get to a really, really awesome night for the commanders and for a, a group of their players. Um, I got a call yesterday afternoon. Driving home, like, hey, it's gonna be a really good night for the Commanders, and I was like, oh, that's great. Like in my head, Allen was a shoe in. He was Allen and Tressway. I think we're gonna be in because we we were getting information about the fan votes, and so everybody understands the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. There's there's three factors to how you get in the Pro Bowl. There's the fan voting, which accounts for a third of it. There's player voting, which accounts for a third of it, and there's coaches voting, which accounts for a third of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And looking at the fan voting and then just looking at his level of play, there's no way that John Allen wasn't getting Mm in. Then Tress Way, who I think has had a great season and fans are really good about voting for, um, I saw that he was number one in the fan vote, so I, I felt pretty good about that. Terry McLaurin, I thought, was very deserving he's over a thousand yards already with three games to play um I'm not saying this is how it should be but I do think by getting the big contract kind of elevated his national name recognition Uh and and I was really hopeful for Terry to get in and so when I got this call I was like oh that's great man Terry got in that's that he deserves it and that's awesome and Person I was spoken to is like might be one other one, and I was like, "Damn, for real!" And in my head, I'm like, "All right, so Jaron Payne got in too. He deserves it." Um, and then about seven thirty, B, I found out it was Jeremy Reeves. Yep, and just wh- listen, I am so happy for Tress. It's his second Pro Bowl. I'm so happy for John. It's his second Pro Bowl. Both of those guys are on second contracts. They have really made it as far as NFL players, right? Mm-hmm. Terry, first Pro Bowl, but he's gotten the contract. Like To me, the Pro Bowl is a culmination of, of the rest of the league understanding who Terry McLaurin is. And, and that's a really big deal. Um, but Jeremy Reeves is a guy whose story is just really, really hard to explain and I mean he signed here as an undrafted guy out of South Alabama in the 2018 season so so think about that year was a a Gruden year it was kind of a disappointing finish that's when Alex Smith broke his leg think about how much has changed since he was signed as an undrafted free agent late that season and the incredible ups and downs of that young man's career here in Washington. Yeah, we're talking 5 seasons in Washington. This is the first year he made the team out of training camp. That he wasn't cut, put on the practice squad, called up from the practice squad, all of that. And, and Brian, like you you always talk and I saw your Instagram post last night. You always talk about it's not how you get into the league, it's what you do when you when when you're there. Yeah. And and I just I feel like this one must mean a lot to you.
4: It does. I mean, so many people, and, and, you know, I get upset because I think everybody thinks the only people that you're supposed to care about is the first and second rounders. But I look at the guys that are undrafted free agents, guys drafted late in the draft and things of that nature, the people that nobody gives a chance. But then all of a sudden, those guys get on the team, and you can see that they're really putting in the work, and they become a very, very key part of the team. Uh, I remember watching a game earlier this year, and Jeremy Reeves was on um, defense, and Tanner mentioned something about that dude right there. It's like a lead on this team, man. You And then you came back and said the exact same thing. So I started watching him even more. That dude, all he does is make plays. But you know what? The only reason Jeremy Reeves is not starting somewhere because he was an undrafted free agent that went to a smaller school. And the league does that to a lot of people. But when you see a guy who finds his niche and finds a way to go in and have an impact on the team and get to this point, like I said, it doesn't matter how you start. And I put in parentheses, undrafted free agent. It's, it's about the work you put in and you can accomplish great things. And I put pro bowler. You know what I mean? Because this dude took it and didn't come in here like a lot of guys. A lot of guys that get drafted, a lot of guys that come in from bigger schools, they lazy. They And not all, but a lot of them do. They come in and they think they're going to just make it because of what they came from. But the thing about the NFL is it's the best of the best. And those little guys at those smaller schools who had to work hard to get any recognition, and then now they have a chance to relive out their dreams, if you don't have that same dog in you, they're going to run over you. And I posted all four guys, and I started looking at the reaction from the fans. There's way more reaction with Jeremy Reeves. Then you go to Tress, then it's Terry, then it's Jonathan. I think people assume Terry and Jonathan, boom. But you look at Tress. Many people have called him our MVP (laughs) because of what he does consistently. And he's been the only – he's been more consistent than anybody on this team. He scored two touchdowns this year. (laughs) Yes. He's been more (laughs) consistent uh, in his position than anybody on this team over the last five, six years. And then you got Jeremy Reeves who, like I tell you, when fans find a guy who's closer to what they are and they start playing, they connect to that guy. I believe he's one of those guys. So I I was happy for him and – Saw the video where when Ron first revealed it to him. You could see the emotions in him, and yeah, I even got a little teary eyed because I understand my first time going. It was the same way, you know, a guy small school played a position, got moved, get you finally get a chance to go out there and start showing, and kept coming up short, coming up short, then boom, when you make it, it changes your mindset, and guess what? It explodes you, and and, and it it, it, it's, it makes your rest of your career even easier because now you know you have proof of what that work can do for you. And you can also be somebody that presents it, like, to let other people know, hey, you got a chance. Just do what I did. Keep doing it. It ain't going to be automatic for no one. But if you don't work, guess what? You won't, get, you won't get anywhere.
3: Totally. And one of the things, I mean, everybody calls him Revo in the locker room. Like, knowing him for multiple years now and seeing him up and down and up and down and up and down um, he had a. I think he broke his back. He had a very serious back injury in high school, and I think that's why he landed at South Alabama rather than a bigger program. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, his his mother died last November. I want to say it was just about a year ago. Wow. And you know, I mean, you got a, a young man and and going through that, and he is. So, if you remember, we talked about the scene in the locker room after the Commanders beat the Eagles and just how much excitement and celebration there was in that moment. Like, I remember it's that it song. It's Meek Mill's, like, most famous song. It, Jeff, I think it's Dreams and Nightmares. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called?
4: Yeah. Um, and, like. They both looking at their phones. It looks like my bells. daughters right now, both of them.
3: <laughs> like all the guys are rapping it, right? But you could just see the like passion, like everything it meant to this guy. And I don't remember exactly when it was. I want to say it was towards the end of October. Logan Thomas like pulled me aside, and he's like, he's like, yo, I don't. He he basically was like have you watched Reeves on coverage? And I was like, I was honest with him. I was like, yeah, you know, somewhat. He's like, you need to watch him. Like, he is putting out the best special teams work I've ever seen. He said, he Logan Thomas told me in October that Reeves needs to be a pro bowler. And in my head, I was just like, man, good luck with that. Like, I, you know, I, there's not a, like, of the fan vote, of all the votes and everything that happens, the special teams Pro Bowl player is almost always a returner because that's kind of who gets the attention usually. And so, for it to be a cover guy is pretty remarkable. And and I think he probably got a lot of player and coaches votes, which I, I think says far more than the fan vote, frankly. Yeah, um, I think
4: I think when you see a like a name like Jeremy pops up, Jeremy Reed's pop up. The average person is going to look and say, not a starter. So they research it. And I think when you look up what he's doing, they find out, oh, he's a special team. Man. And those that go a little deeper, they're like, oh, okay then. Any fan that does, and the fans do it too. The fans will vote for him because they're going to see, now they found out why this guy's name was thrown there. And then you look at the coaches and the players and the media, they should know off the bat. When yep. I played against this dude,
3: coaches was, and players got it. Yeah, like,
4: like, like I'm a listen, bro. I say it over Steve Tasker. I don't care what anybody say about Steve Tasker. If you walk down the street, you'll walk right past me. You think he's a damn uh, 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 salesman or a damn accountant or something, but he doesn't look like a football player. But we had two and three people blocking him, and we wasn't blocking him because the dude just made plays. He had this is innate ability just to get around people and to just do things. And when somebody does it so consistent, and when you're watching film and he's playing, he's playing against other people that you're playing against, and you watch him, all of a sudden that 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 development of that extra pride that you have, like not pride but respect that you have for a guy, it sticks with you. And I, I talk about Steve Tasker still, and I'm, we're talking about man, I've been out the league over thirty years. No, not over thirty years, over nineteen years. But the last time I played, Steve had to be twenty plus years ago. But he left that type of impact because I am I watched us have a double team with a third guy watching, and he was the first guy to hit me. <laughs> so, you know, right. it's just you, re, you remember that. And then when you watch Jeremy, same type of impact. You know, and you hope now that he's got distaste, he comes back even better.
3: I'm, I'm just so happy for him. A little later, I want to play um, the commander's – put together a video last night of letting all the guys know about the pro bowl. And, you know, some of the guys have there, everybody's excited, certainly excited, but some of the reactions are a little more subdued. Some of them aren't. And I don't know, how, I don't know how it'll work as an audio medium. Maybe we'll have to kind of talk our way through it, but it was awesome. And I just want to share that with anybody that missed it right now. What I want to share is, what is what is a very true story of the two cars i'm at home i'm looking in my driveway and on the street beam it you'll be shocked to know that lauren gets to park in the driveway i park in the street but what i see out there are two toyotas from Orsman fairfax toyota um I had to get my wife the big car for the family before she drove a GMC from Orsman Chevy Buick GMC of Alexandria. When we talk about Orsman Automotive of Virginia on this program, we mean it. We've been buying our cars there for years, and they take great care of us oarsman has locations all over northern virginia from alexandria to chantilly selling a variety of domestic and import vehicles toyotas kias fords lincoln's jeeps chrysler chevy buick gmc they got it all always have great deals great selection fantastic financing which is important right now and exceptional service all backed by their exclusive oarsman lifetime edge
4: and that lifetime edge is that they give you 1500 dollars in bonus extras including complimentary car washes with every scheduled maintenance, they give you a loaner car with every major maintenance and an Oarsman Lifetime Engine Guarantee. JP talks about how many cars you got from them. I think I'm on like my seventh car from them uh, as my family. And I've sent another six or seven people there to them as well. I'm talking about in the last four to five months, I know they've, they've sold at least four or five cars based off of my, me sending people over. And I send them over there because I believe in them. They take care of you. You've been hearing on our station right here, Billy and Chantilly. Billy takes care of people. You know, he makes sure that he's going to treat you just like – if I say he he treats me like family, he's going to treat you like family too if I send you there. So take your car over them, and and you can bring any car to Orzman Virginia store, and they will buy it from you, regardless of the make, the model, or the year. They will pay you up to 125% of the the Kelly Blue Book value for your pre-owned vehicle, and as they like to say at Orzman Virginia stores – you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter.
0: Trick responsibly beer imported by Crownland Port Chicago Illinois. Together.
3: 1067 the fan. I think we're going to talk some wizards yeah. Is that right, B?
4: You say what? We
3: talking to C Mill right here? Yeah. Soon time as, to soon go as, is, to uh, the be- So
4: there's a What's guy that, that needs the bra, get him on the phone.
3: <laughs> Giant. <laughs> Alright, we're going to the BetQL guest line. The Wiz got a big win the other night in Phoenix. Nobody better to help us break it down via the BetQL guest line than our man Chris Miller, the voice of the Wizards. C Mill, how's the West Coast uh, road trip treating you, man? What's going on? Uh,
6: happy holidays to you two jokers. Uh it's sixteen degrees in Salt Lake City, so the sooner the better we get out of here. Uh we go to Sacramento. Six. So it'll be a little bit warmer. Yeah.
4: Oh, hold on, Chris. You're you're on the West Coast. Yeah, so, so it's seven thirty there. It's eight thirty. Eight thirty, and you got up you to talk to up us. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I, I thought we were cool. I didn't know we were super cool. But thank you, man, for showing me that.
6: Listen, <laughs> anytime you text me, I have one or two choices. I can either comply the easy way or the hard way. I decided to go the easy way. So you're welcome. <laughs>
3: I mean, ain't, ain't that the truth? That is life with B-Mitch in a nutshell. You can either agree to what he wants or you can fight for a while and then agree with what he wants. Exactly. <laughs> um, Chris, I, you know, the Wiz season started pretty well. Then they hit some stumbling blocks. I know Brad has missed some time. But I, I was impressed by the win the other night in Phoenix. W- what went right that has gone wrong so much in other spots?
6: I think they closed it out by doing the little things, and their best player was their best player with five and a half left in the game when they were down ten. I said it during the broadcast and on the post game. I think Bradley Beal just said enough is enough. Uh, Went to the basket, got fouled, knocked down free throws, and closed the game out. I thought him and Kyle Kuzma were terrific uh, throughout the entire game with No Porzingis, who was out due to uh, non-COVID-like illness. They just did the little things, man, boxing out. I mean, that's what this losing streak was really all about to me when I looked at it was Washington just was not doing things that you needed to do to win games. They'd leave 10 points on the charity stripe. They wouldn't box out, um, couldn't get a rebound, those little things. And they did all that against Phoenix. And, again, I just thought being down 10 with 5.5 to go, you could just tell that, I, I think the best players on the team said enough is enough.
4: You know, I think uh, JP might have mentioned it that when you say Brad was coming back, uh, I was uh, the, the last game, or I guess first game he came back. You know, and I was thinking, okay, we take more than one guy, but when he comes back, does it make everybody else's job easier?
6: Because well, it's so funny you said that. B, real quick. Yeah. When when I, I laugh a lot of times when people say, "Well, when the best player is not there, then everybody else can eat." Well. Yeah, because the best players are out there. But I think really good players make everyone else's job easier, right, because they're out there. So mm-hmm. I, I do think that when Brad, when this team is whole, which, by the way, they haven't been whole all season. And there might be some good news tonight, guys. I don't know if I should be trying to break news on stuff, but we might see Rui Hachimura tonight. He's not uh-huh. on the injury report, and that could be a really good sign. Uh, he's missed the last sixteen games, and the team's gone three and thirteen without him. So having wow. him back out there on the floor to kind of shore up uh, the production on the bench could be a huge thing that this team needs. But yeah, when your best players out there, B, I mean, it makes everybody's life a little bit easier.
3: Um, Chris, we're talking with our friend Chris Miller from NBC Sports Washington, the voice of the Wizards. You can watch him and Drew Gooden do every game and do a great job. I I, I feel like I like blinked. And the Wiz had gone you know two and eight in their last ten, and, and all of a sudden the record really dropped and they're down near the bottom of the eastern Conference like i I felt kind of I, I almost want to say stunned at how quickly it it kind of went sideways there did you share that or or do you think just from like the the personnel losses and the, and the injuries or whatever that, that it, it was kind of you weren't you weren't that surprised.
6: Um, I'd probably say maybe in the middle part of the streak, I started wondering, you know, is it injuries? And then I went and looked, um, it's easy to find, you know, just how many man games are lost for each team in the league. Right. And the Lizards right. were middle of the pack. They were like 15th or 16th in the league in total man games lost. So I was like, well, I use that as an excuse. It's just that had something to do with it. But it's not the end-all, be-all as to why they were losing 10 in a row. Um, again, I, I illustrated earlier, it was just kind of like the little things that just kind of just manifest itself. But, yeah, yes, I think when they do get you know, Rui back, and I think DeLon Wright might actually be available on the end of this trip when we go to Sacramento, and then we come home for a couple of days, or, then they knock on wood, they start to get a lot of these guys available. I think poor Zygmunt will hopefully feel better. And then we'll see what this team looks like. Mm-hmm. But I just can't use injuries as the end-all, be-all excuse as to why they were losing those games, J.P. But, but,
4: no, I, 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 I
3: agree with you. Sorry, B. Go ahead.
4: But my thing is this. What do you feel they need to do more consistently as they go forward to be able to stay away from all those L's?
6: It's imperative B to do the little things. I mean, listen, there's enough talent on this team to win games. I mean, there, there are a lot of teams in this league that are missing, you know, really, really good players. But I think, you know, when you, you know, when I say you leave 10 points out on the charity stripe, that's 10 points. you got to make free throws. Little things, right? Box mm-hmm. it out. You know, there are a couple of games where I think if the Wizards would have got an offensive rebound, they'd have won. That that losing streak wouldn't have ballooned to 10. So, you know, to get a win tonight against Utah, tough environment, uh um, team that executes at a high level, uh, you can't just give them possessions. You can't just turn the ball over. I think the Wizards had only 10 turnovers against Phoenix. That's what kept them in the game. When when you don't do the things that, you know, the self-inflicted stuff, you know, you give yourself a chance to win. You know, back when I was in my young days covering the NFL, you know, there was always this stat to me that, you know, if you don't turn the ball over twice in a game, you give yourself a chance. I think, like, I don't know what it is now, J.P. you got to help me on what the plus-minus is on turnovers in a game, but it's the same way in the NBA. You turn the ball over ten or more times in a game, and that's going to hurt you because that's giving what? The other team multiple, you know, opportunities to score on you. So, again, attention to detail, little things. I think they'll be okay.
3: I, I, I agree with you there. And, you know, I feel like we've heard it, it's just you hear – Coach Unsell talk about defense, 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 and then you see some of these games where you're like, damn, I wonder if he's getting through to these fellas. Um, Talking with Chris Miller, give him a follow on Twitter, at C Mills NBCS. C-Mill, I got to ask you about what looks to me like a kind of funky scheduling thing. Are you excited to spend what appears to be four or five nights in Wisconsin for New Year's? Okay. so
6: Are are they playing the Bucs
3: back-to-back in Milwaukee?
6: So we play them on the first, and then we play them on the third. So you, <laughs> after that, we're actually—I think—we're actually going to Chicago for like a couple of days before we go to Oklahoma City. So obviously, Mrs. Miller's not happy about this because our anniversary is <laughs> on December thirty-first. So I guess I'll be facetiming, you know, you know, a cheers uh, to the business for you know surviving. Being around me this long, but yeah, it's it's a quirky <laughs> thing in the schedule, right? It's we get there on the thirty first. Hey, Happy New Year! You play the Bucks, and then we play them again on the third. So, yeah, technically, I think we're in Milwaukee
3: four days. I I just feel like you, you know the NBA has back to backs and home and homes, but I feel like a back to back in the same city yeah, seems kind of On odd. the
4: road, away from yeah. home. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I think last year was the first
6: time that that happened. But yeah, this, we've done that a couple times. Like, we were in Miami, uh, which, you know, it's funny, J.P. You don't, you don't mind staying in Miami. We were, yeah,
3: you don't mind Miami uh, for four days. <laughs> in Miami today, and Milwaukee, uh, not the same.
6: Yeah, Thanksgiving week, we were in Miami the whole week. Uh, we, we got there, I think, on a – we played on a Wednesday. Thanksgiving
3: was Thursday. We played them on Friday. So,
6: yeah, what nobody asked me, that question is –
3: well don't worry there's only a a bomb cyclone going through the midwest so i'm sure you'll be all right um i wanted to zoom out chris and just ask you something and if if this puts you in a weird spot you don't have to comment on this um i read somewhere that nba expansion is is almost a certainty going to seattle and to vegas is is that is that accurate like is there a timeline for that is is that really happening
6: I think that that has always been kind of like the talk, um, at least from Seattle's standpoint, ever since that they left and went to Oklahoma City. Listen, um, J.P., JP, you and B Mitch, you've been in Seattle. You know, I don't have to tell you this. Um, They deserve an NBA team. And I think, you know, with the arena and now that the Kraken is out there, the NHL team, it just makes so much sense to bring basketball back to Seattle. Las Vegas? You know, guys, I'm not a gambler, but, listen, every one of my degenerate friends that are says, yeah, uh, the NBA is going to, you know, Las Vegas. It's only a matter of time. So I, I wouldn't be surprised with those two cities. I know the NBA just had a game in, in Mexico City, and Commissioner Adam Silver said, listen, Mexico City is on their radar. But I think if there's going to be two teams that – or two cities that will ultimately get franchises down the road, you know, it could be Seattle and Vegas.
3: mm well, I think Can't Vegas wait. will have the greatest home court advantage of any team. Like, if you're playing Vegas, you got to fly in that morning. Don't mess around. Hey, JP, here's before.
6: the one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to play two games in three nights in Vegas, right?
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, that second game is going to be horrible. I'm taking the under. <laughs> yeah, take the under. Take the under. Lay
3: the points. Um, C-Mill enjoy the road trip man very very Merry Christmas uh, appreciate I've really you, brother. been enjoying you on the call this year man I, I, you know I've reached out to you but I hope you know that it's been great thank
6: you brother I appreciate both of you happy holidays to both of your families and to all your listeners man listen this time of year be with the ones you love the ones that you're with and be thankful for all the time that we have with each other man because as you guys know man
3: Life is precious.
6: Love you both, Yes, God. it is,
4: man. You too, brother. Take care, man. That's the,
3: the great Chris Miller, NBC Sports Washington. Watch him and Drew Gooden on every Wizards game, including tonight, Salt Lake City against the Jazz. Don't go anywhere. We got to get back. To-
2: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey.
3: Visit ads.odyssey.com. Football. Landville. Do you think the level of alarm about the weather is warranted?
4: Based off of this thing, he just posted, hell yeah.
3: No. I don't think it's warranted at all. I don't think it's warranted either, man.
4: You talking about going out west?
3: No, I, listen, there, there's obviously serious weather that people need to take seriously, but I think the weather people make every weather event such a big deal that mm. nobody pays attention to any of the warnings anymore.
4: Not a but, single warning. Linford, you just posted something in Cheyenne, Wyoming, from 43 degrees to 11, to 11 degrees in nine minutes. I think that's concerning. That's alarming.
5: Yeah, but you live in Wyoming. You should expect
3: that. If no. you live in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and you know there's a storm coming, I bet you're ready.
4: Yeah, you may be ready, but you didn't expect a damn thirty-two degree drop in nine minutes. And then in the next twenty one uh, more minutes, they're gonna be down to three. I think when you can see something drop that drastically, normally you can get caught. Because forty-three degrees, they don't they're not they're not uh, icing the roads, I mean treating the roads yet. Nine minutes later, it's way down. You get caught like that.
3: I got a feeling in Cheyenne, Wyoming, they're already taking care of the roads. I, I, so, B, I think to a degree you're right. Like it's good to have the information, but like my boy that lives in Connecticut just sent me a screenshot of his like work his work computer because he got all these alerts about possible coastal flooding. All right. and he's like, he's like, dude, this isn't happening here, and yet they. Sometimes I think they try to freak people out to make them pay more attention.
4: But what if the people don't react? To they don't say anything about the coastline, and then you do get it. And then we'll all be sitting here saying, "I listen, I understand what they do. They do it to make sure the the idiot that's not going to leave, just like we see a hurricane every year, comes to our Florida every year. And we always see some people that, I'm going to ride it out. And what do they do? A lot of them don't make it. But still, the, the, the authorities always tell you, don't stay, leave. You want to ride it out, you ride it out. But the majority get the hell out of there. But I think a lot of the time, some people, listen, some people are just crazy,
3: right? Like, there's always the crazy. And that's, I think it, they're trying to to uh,
4: to trying to get the crazies to listen.
3: I just, crazies are never going to listen. And, and if you keep telling everybody to freak out all the time,
4: you're going to lose the regular people. I don't know if they're telling you to freak out, because I'll be honest with you. The news, people give you the news. I think the other folks try to get you to freak out. They want you to go buy up all the tissue, buy up all the paper, do everything else. I think those people find a way to get it out there. This, this world is ran a lot differently than we think. We, we, the news give us the, new, the weather and tells us what's going to happen. All of the other stuff come from other places. Start paying attention.
5: Yeah, there's Let the it. the constant alarmism over the weather. It's just like what happened with the fire drill to us a couple days ago. None of us <laughs> moved. You can't keep. You can't say, "Oh, there's been a fire reported in the building," and then there hasn't see, been. Nobody's gonna it, pay I think attention.
4: In, in radio, we've been. Uh, it's the boy who cried wolf. The radio it's we got a little. The weatherman over. who called bomb cyclone. It's Every- been.
5: Two days in the last two weeks where I've heard there's gonna be sleet and freezing rain on the way into work and there was barely even any rain. Enough. Have, I've
4: had I've had it's four, raining here. four five alarms go off in five different buildings being on the media. Only one time they told us to leave the building. The other four times they walked around and say, We'll let you know if you have to go because you gotta stay on air. See, we in this business right here. We're screwed because we're waiting, <laughs> we're waiting for somebody else to tell us when it's serious. What I'm going to start doing, if a fire alarm, I wasn't here the other day, fire alarm goes off, guess what? It'll be Finley. It'll Mitch, be Mitch leaving. <laughs> why can't I leave? Well, I'm just saying because half the time you're not here any damn way. So <laughs> make you a ain't going to have to so, leave the building. So you can keep the show up <laughs> you're not here. But Yo, so I'm, I'm B- just going to start leaving because, listen, bro, I, I understand why they do stuff. And I can I can understand the, the people on the other side that get upset. But the moment they don't warn you and something happens, what is what is this country uh, easy? They're going to start doing, well, the news didn't warn us. Let's sue the news. That's the next thing. So the news is going to always tell you the worst possible outcome. they looking at it. They know it could rain or not. They give you the worst possible outcome to make sure they cover their asses. How about
3: this? So, I noticed this the other day. What day was that when we had the fire alarm landfill? Tuesday, maybe?
4: Yeah, probably uh, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday when I was... Yeah, yeah, Tuesday.
3: So, that alarm went off for damn near an hour, it felt like. At least 30 minutes. 45 minutes, based
4: off what the landfill told me.
3: Okay. So, whenever... And we just had to keep going. like Not to mention that, yo, there's possibly a fire. Like, it was also really distracting and kind of hard to concentrate with the fire alarm going off. But we had to just keep going. I then... When we had a break, I went into, you know, like the kitchen area of the office to get some water. And I see all the like salespeople, all the like business side of the Mm -hmm. office. They all went outside for the fire drill. They were all like, oh, man, it's cold outside. I was like, oh, well, you know, at least you got to avoid the fire. The rest of us just had to work straight through that damn thing.
4: Hey, man. It's two inches of snow. Uh, let me see where this is at. Kind of out north, I mean, west a little bit, as you go up, six, down 66. And I see a car flipped over, you know why? Because he didn't believe there was going to be no ice on the road.
3: <laughs> where is that? Is, <laughs> out is by, that within, is, out that by in your,
4: is that in your, is that in your version of the DMV? About 17, yeah, it's, it's, it's by, well, they don't misconsider that out there. It's 17. Route Seventeen and all that way going out there. So if if this when they tell you the, the the information, they're not just talking about. like I keep saying your immediate area. They're talking about the whole area that can hear that damn news. And this dude is flipped upside. So that down. means West Virginia in the DMV. No, this is not West Virginia. I'm not saying West Virginia. <laughs> this is Virginia. But I'm telling you, this dude right here is Landfill and JP. He's on top. His car is on the top, flipped over because he didn't believe it's gonna be some ice. I yeah, mean, I'm not going to believe there's
5: ice if every time you tell me there's there's going to be ice, there is no ice.
4: And I see two inches of snow at Greg's house right now. Where is Greg? <laughs> I'm in southeast. Yeah, <laughs> but so you got, you can't. Just, so if the news, inside the beltway is nothing but rain, news has to give it for the whole area. And if all right, Brian, and if we I'm, parent, I'm looking if, at if
3: Capital we, Weather Gang from the Washington Post, <laughs> and they do a good job of the weather. Right? Yeah. Go ahead they have this story and this is serious i can't even say this watch out for falling iguanas in south florida this christmas seriously how cold is it about to get iguanas may fall from trees in florida
4: okay well if it's that cold in florida i can just say that's an unnecessary uh unnecessary report why when it's 60 degrees people don't go outside in florida so if it's that cold, they won't be outside. So the iguana's gonna be hitting the ice on the ground. It won't be hitting nobody. Man, <laughs> I, now I think, I think that's a joke and kind of ridiculous because I listen. I go to Florida a lot. I love when it's around sixty eight degrees, seventy degrees. I am out there with shorts on, playing golf. Golf course has nobody on there. So man, you crazy? Watch for the iguanas. It's, man. it's cold out there. No, I'm, I'm gonna be in the fairway. I'm not you and JP, you and uh, Pete in the trees. All
3: right, this is. This is a tweet from a weather service, right? It says, we're continuing to see phenomenal temperature drops along the Arctic front as it presses southeast through the central U.S. and a powerful winter storm develops. Follow our live updates on this extreme wintry situation all day. Does that
4: not sound a little sensationalized? Well, I just told you it to drop from 43 degrees to 11 degrees in nine minutes. I is hope that, everybody is, is warm it, in Wyoming. Is the 43 to 11 degree drop a sensational drop? Yes or no? Yes, it is. Okay. But it's in Wyoming. I don't care, but you're flying out that way. We got to take a break.
3: We have, <laughs> who's joining us at ten at 1130? Uh, is it Murray? Yeah, 11 yeah. Tim 30, Murray. Tim Murray. Grant I hey. want to play the Commander's Pro Bowl video, dude. It's really, really touching. Let's do that next. Don't go anywhere. It's be Mitch Finley.